Hello and welcome to Cherry Beckert's Risk and Accounting Advisory podcast series. My name is Neil Vagan, firm leader of Risk Advisory, and today we are going to be talking about some of the hot buttons and topics that are going to be important to companies going into year end. Joining me are two of my favorite SOX practitioners, Peyton Black and Yanni Diaz, both leaders in Cherry Beckert's Risk Advisory SOX practice. Peyton and Yanni, thanks so much for joining me today. Happy to be here. Thanks, Neil. Excellent. Well, let's a little recap. So last year, we talked about the items we expected to impact 2022 year end. And then we also talked in early 2023 about lessons learned in a separate podcast. And, you know, you'll recall these discussions included items such as managing hybrid teams, being mindful of your market capitalization and the concept of common controls, you know, amongst other things. So as we close out 2023 SOX efforts, and get into really final and year-end testing, we thought we'd walk through some of our current hot buttons that folks should be thinking about. And as always, we structure this podcast series typically with five key questions. So let's try and stay with that and let's get started. Yanni, ladies first to kick us off. What are you talking to your clients about in Q4? Thank you, Neil. I know that this is not a new topic, and hopefully most companies have thought through this and had discussions with their external auditors, but as we go into year-end, it's probably a good time to revisit the topic of external audit reliance and alignment. Not trying to be too academic here, but it's important to point out that the external auditors are being regulated by the PCAOB on how well they perform an integrated audit, while the companies are being regulated by the SEC on how effectively they report results to investors and to the general public. And where this is important and most impactful is in terms of the nature, timing, and extent of procedures used by management versus their external auditors, especially when documenting the effectiveness of controls and processes for the company as a whole. Running the risk of derailing the conversation, wanted to remind the listener (laughs) of the 2007 SEC Commission guidance regarding management's report on internal control of financial reporting. Um, Some differences between the final interpretive guidance for management and the PCAOB's audit standard remain. And while these differences aren't necessarily contradictions or alignments, they reflect the fact that management and the auditor have different roles and responsibilities and different priorities with respect to evaluating and auditing ICFR. So, Peyton, let's tie this back a little bit on your side. And I, I love the fact, Yanni, that, that you just, just dropped 2007 SEC Commission guidance regarding management's report on internal control and over financial <laughs> reporting. Just some light reading for the holidays. I love it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Peyton, let's, let's tie this back a bit on your side. Um, you know, with what Yanni just cited, what does that mean to you and your clients? Yeah, well, thanks, Neil. Um, yeah, so, what, you know, what this means in practice and really in more layman terms, most people probably don't know that guidance, um, you know, by heart, uh, is that if there is limited or no auditor reliance on internal audits testing, management has the ability to potentially do less work. So some areas, you know, where we might see companies doing less would be around the sophistication of their narrative or flow chart documentation, Uh, We might see a conscious decision to reduce their sample sizes and when and how to test, you know, think the roll forward periods, et cetera. And then just the rigor around completeness and accuracy testing, which has been a hot topic. You know, I mean, essentially, 
saying that management is much closer to the operations of the business and the execution of those controls. And that familiarity affords them the comfort or or assurance they desire to support management's assertion. So, you know, management has the flexibility to do less. And while all this sounds really good for management, the auditors, on the other hand, you know, can't avail themselves to this less rigorous approach. You know, as Yanni mentioned, the PCOB, they're way more prescriptive in their expectations of the internal auditors. Yep. Um, there are annual requirements on updates and testing, sample sizes, completeness and accuracy, level precision, and I could go on and on. Um, all this to say that management should constantly be reevaluating where they want to be in terms of reliance, considering cost and internal efforts to respond to auditor requests. Now that all of that makes sense, and certainly the uh, comment regarding the PCIB holds true, and uh, obviously can tell you have some real thoughts here on really what has become and continues to be kind of a complex issue. So I want to go back to you, Yanni. What else, besides everything that that Peyton just scared us with and talked about, what else is keeping you awake at night going into year end? Um, yeah, so I think what Peyton said just to echo is important because coordination between external audit um, and management would help reduce costs. And then I think also the overall complexity um, and changes in regulatory compliance are increasing pressure on the SOX, the SOX controls and the SOX area. The SEC finalized regulations around cybersecurity recently and the noise around proposed ESG reporting and how they both overlap with the existing SOX framework is important to think about. We have um, significant increase in the amount of comment letters issued by the SEC um, to many of the registrants um, about their disclosures in periodic SEC filings um, than in the previous year. So it seems to me like paying attention to those compliance requirements is one of the things that keeps me up at night and people should be focusing on in, in the coming year. Yeah, and hey, if I can interrupt here too, Yanni and Neil, um, kind of getting back to some of the, the PCOB, you know, don't forget about what the chair, uh, Erica Williams, comments back in July. In response, there was an audit report that audits with deficiencies rose for the second year in a row to 40% of audits in 2022, and how she called the findings, quote, absolutely unacceptable. Um, and went on to say that audit firms must make changes to live up to their responsibility to investors. Um, so, you know, this is not meant to scare anybody, but just, you know, this is the this is the mindset of the PCOB right now. Um, and so just want to be, you know, have everyone and companies going into year end, just be aware of of what that mindset is. Um, and, and we'll probably talk a little bit you know, later about, you know, the, the communication with external auditors. Um, but just important to just, you know, understand where the PCOB is right is right now, which essentially drives what the auditors are going to do. Great point. Great point, Peyton. And then um, all of these, the PCAOB's proposal to strengthen accountability for contributing to firm violations in September, which proposes to allow the PCAOB to hold associated persons accountable when they negligently, directly, and substantially contribute to firm's violations. Not sure how all of these will solidify or shake out, and certainly not a political statement, but you have to think there will be a downstream impact on SOX departments as part of the external audit on a company's financial statement audit. I think that honestly, the profession will have a knee-jerk reaction and will frankly do more testing and ask 
for more evidence or invoices, et cetera, as they're trying to keep up with these requirements. Wow. First time ever. You guys just took a hard left <laughs> to Debbie Downer Town right there. <laughs> Recognize we're going into a holiday season. Uh, you know, let's let's try and turn around and, and, and talk a little bit from a consultative uh, standpoint about Peyton, maybe what are what, what can companies do to weather this perfect storm? Yeah, I mean, and thinking about my time when I was in the CAE chair, um, you know, I think it really comes down to just a, a few fundamental tasks. Um, first, planning. You know, companies just have to get an understanding of all that will be required this year to conclude on SOX. And that has to involve the second task, which is communication, which I've talked about earlier. Um, you know, you 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 have to sync up with your external auditors on a very tactical and detailed level to discuss and understand the nature, timing, and extent of their proposed testing, and really just to you know discuss whether there have been any changes in their approach based on the, some of the things we're discussing here today. I mean, it's all about avoiding surprises. Um, you know, this can be a big effort and take a lot of time in a normal or slow year. And I think, you know, for this year, um, it's going to be ramped up. And I think a larger effort um, on companies' behalf this year. Oh, absolutely would agree. And Yanni and Peyton, I know we're wrapping up here. And I uh, just want to thank you as we get close to the end of our time. Um, but do want to just at least provide an opportunity, any other last minute uh, things to think about that companies should get their arms around closing out Q4 as they head into Q1 of 2024. Um, and I'll tell you what, let's do this in the interest of time in rapid fire format. So I'm going to ask you to list three or four other topics or areas that folks need to keep their eyes on. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first, Neil. Um, I think budgets and potential unfavorable economic headwinds, in addition to the pressures above that we talked about. Um, and then the shortage of talent continues to be a topic of discussion, you know, especially sure. in the IT space. Um, you know, there's a real shortage here that we're seeing at, at, at companies. Agreed. Yanni? Yeah, I would second what, what Peyton said. And um, for me, I think being mindful of relying on common controls is important. Um, identifying any significant and unusual transactions um, and getting the accounting right as well as the controls around the accounting is important. So making sure that we have a holistic approach um, and retaining the right type of evidence of review uh, and of approval, because when the auditors come in, they're going to be looking for that evidence. Um, I think that pretty much covers it for me. That's great. Great, great points all the way around. I want to thank you both again. You know, as always on this series, it's a, it's a lot to digest in a short amount of time, but the interest is uh, that that we provide as much as we can based on this kind of five question format. Um, and with this one being somewhat time sensitive, since we're talking about this in early December, and as the title was, you notice of the podcast would suggest, like Tom Brady, let's go. I want to thank our audience for listening. It's a lot to think about as we wrap up fiscal year 2023 and get into year end. Uh, we ask you to stay connected as we deliver more risk and review podcast episodes. And really, one of the things that we are driving topics from are a series of in-person and virtual share forums that we facilitate every quarter. Um, and the attendees of those are made up primarily of internal audit directors and chief audit executives and both uh, out in market as well as our professionals that have sat in that chair as well. And these events are designed to allow folks to collaborate with peers and share ideas, 
Um, and those discussions ultimately are what help us come up with many of the topics that we share with a larger audience via this podcast series. So if you would like to be added to our mailing list and potentially uh, attend and contribute to some of these discussions with your peers, we ask that you shoot us a note at risk at cbh.com. Again, that is risk at cbh.com. For more information on SOX compliance and or internal controls, we ask that you visit cbh.com forward slash risk. Hopefully you're seeing a theme here. And as always, we ask that you please like, share, and subscribe to the Risk and Accounting Advisory Podcast. And thanks so much again for listening. Happy holidays.